the mind once stretched never returns to its original dimensions. And what he means by that is once you start to realize there's a different way to live, there's a different way to experience life, there's different levels that you can actually achieve. Once you realize that, then you want to experience that. And it's really hard for you to accept the fact that, no, I'm just going to stay here where I'm at. Welcome to the High Powered Podcast, the podcast created to help you Grow strong, healthy, and confident in mind, body, and spirit. Now, here's your host, Chase Livingston. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the High Powered Podcast. Super pumped to have you today because we are diving into the final episode of the mindful nourishment portion of this course that I've been running through our online holistic fitness training program. This month, uh, the month of November, we've been focusing on something called Grateful Gains. That's the name of the program. And a part of that that course is discussing something called mindful nourishment. So we've done a series of episodes here on the show where we've dove into concepts such as, you know, developing a healthier relationship with food and our bodies. And what's cool about today is we're going to be discussing emotional wellness okay and so it's it plays a huge role in how we see food and how we view ourselves and so we're going to dive into a few different concepts today listen if the past few episodes have been beneficial to you then one i'd love for you to subscribe and even leave a testimonial or a review for the show that really helps us out a lot but also if you want more stuff like this and i would love for you to be a part of our online virtual fitness program this month we've done the grateful gains 30 day challenge and next month, we're doing 30 days of holistic holiday health with our Mary Fitness program, and I would love for you to be a part of it. So if you're interested, you can go to www.chaseinspires.com slash fitness, or you can click the link in the show notes to learn more. Nonetheless, let's dive into this final part of the mindful nourishment portion of the course. I hope you enjoy Welcome to part four of your mindful nourishment portion of the course. Today we are discussing emotional wellness. Now this is a critical component to this portion of the program because it's going to encapsulate everything that we've discussed so far and really this is like the climax of this six-part series. You're going to get some tangible takeaways today that you can actually use not just for this health and fitness journey that you're on, not just for developing a better relationship with your food and your body and your health, but also in all areas of life. So I really want you to lock in here and take the things that we're going to discuss and implement these things. Okay, now there's three parts to today's um, message or episode that we'll discuss with this topic of emotional wellness. Number one is stress management. Number two is self-compassion. And number three is having a positive support system. And what we're going to do, we're just going to start at the top with stress management. Now, as you guys know, stress management is simply managing your stress, right? Implementing stress reduction techniques like mindfulness, yoga, and even deep breathing to prevent things like emotional eating. Now, we're discussing emotional eating here, but it can also help you when you're in a caloric deficit for an extended amount of time. Stress management can also help you when you're dealing with the stressors of life, with your job or your career or your family or whatever it may be. So these things that we're going to discuss here in a second are actually critical. Now, I don't know if you guys realize it or not, but we stress is a huge concern for many today. I think everybody listening to this experiences stress to some form or some degree. I mean, we are experiencing a true mental health crisis in America because of things like stress. 
you know, when we experience stress, there's actually this metabolic response that's happening, which affects our hunger. Uh, I want you to think like fight or flight, you know, rest and digest, these different metabolic processes that take place. Um, these things affect our hunger to an extent, you know, actually whenever we are in that fight or flight where we're driven with a lot of cortisol, that stress hormone where we're feeling like we're really stressed out, we actually turn off the hunger signal for a while. However, this kind of can sometimes have like this rubber band effect, you know, especially when we discuss things like emotional eating. And it's why we want to be able to control and mitigate that stress response by implementing some stress management methods into our lives. That's actually going to help us improve this health and relationship that we have with our food. You know, um, when we are driven with a lot of cortisol, particularly if, let's say, you are really trying to lose weight and you've been in a caloric deficit for an extended amount of time, you are going to feel the stress levels rise. And, you know, it's funny because that is also why, you know, last time I talked about having um, something like a cookie before I go to bed or having some ice cream or cereal or something like that. Now, for the most part, you want to make sure that this stays within your caloric limits for the day, particularly when you are trying to lose weight because what happens is when you can have some of these foods it actually alleviates that stress response a little bit and kind of causes your body to think oh like you know I'm still getting to enjoy some of my foods it just kind of alleviates that stress response a little bit and uh, there is some research done on that I need to kind of pick it up but um, but nonetheless Stress management techniques like, um, you know, meditation or even yoga or deep breathing, these things can kind of help manage the stress a little bit, the stressors of life, the stressors of, you know, the holidays coming up or whatever it may be. And stress management is paramount in the journey to improve health and nutrition. Chronic stress, like we're talking about where we're feeling stressed out for an extended, uh, extended amount of time, it can lead to unhealthy eating habits. It can lead to emotional overeating. It can lead to cravings for some of these comfort foods, which there's nothing wrong with comfort foods. However, craving them all the times because you're stressed out and you don't have time to like actually, you know, meal prep or whatever it may be. These can these things can end up negatively impacting our overall well-being. Right. And so we have to learn how to manage stress effectively and uh, allow that to help us make more mindful food choices, how to regulate our appetite, how to reduce emotional triggers that lead to unhealthy eating patterns. You know, whenever we implement these stress management techniques, it also helps support a positive mindset, making it easier to set and achieve health and nutrition goals. By prioritizing these things, these different techniques that we'll discuss like meditation, exercise, relaxation, we can create a healthier relationship with food and nourish both our bodies and minds, ultimately leading to improved physical and emotional health. Now, I will tell you guys, probably the probably the absolute best stress management technique that I know of is implementing a deep breathing exercise routine you know doing some breath work and this is not as complicated as it sounds and it's so easy and guess what it's free it doesn't cost you a dime to do it but what I typically do is whenever I first wake up or before I go to bed most of the times it's both depending how tired I am I lie down or sit up, whatever I'm doing at the time. Usually in the morning I'm sitting up, in the evening I'm lying down. And what I do is I just practice breathing, right? And I want to be taking big, deep, diaphragmatic breaths, 
big, huge inhales where I'm trying to take in as much oxygen as I can and slowly exhaling with a controlled breath. I'm not just like exhaling and breathing in as fast as I can. I'm just like, right? And it's stimulating that rest and digest and it's allowing thoughts to come and go without any attachment or judgment. And it allows me to also get a lot of oxygen to my brain and body, which leads to me being able to think more clearly, which leads to me making better decisions. It leads to me having a more clear mind. And ultimately, whenever I start going through the day, it's crazy. I find that I have more energy. And when I start getting a little anxious or a little worried or, you know, the stressors of life start to come on, it's like almost an automatic response now. I just start breathing in as deep as I can and exhaling because there's something about getting to that level of peace, I will say, when you really start implementing this breath work that you find this this sense of just like peace, like whoosh, like serenity, that you want to maintain that. You want to continue to cultivate that. You want to stay there. And so continuously bringing in that breath work can be huge. Now, obviously, another incredible stress management technique is exercise. Exercising several times a week or even daily to an extent, right? If we say daily, like going for a walk every day, there's nothing wrong with that. Strength training three to five times a week, whatever it may be, you can start to channel your stress through that technique. You know, one thing that I say is that uh, physical exercise, strength training, lifting weights, going to the gym, that's just as much for my mental health as it is for my physical health. You know, whenever uh, I was going through something a few weeks ago, I did everything I could to not miss the gym because that time was going to help me mentally with what I was going through. And so now, yes, you can incorporate mindfulness. You can incorporate relaxation techniques. You can have scheduled time for social interaction where you're spending time with friends and family um, and and you're connecting with others. But another thing that really, really helps with uh, stress management is time management, is having better control of your time. A lot of the reasons that we're so stressed is because we feel like we have no time to get everything done that we need to accomplish. And research has shown that those who have structured time management skills are less stressed and they manage their stress better. We don't need research to tell us that. We know that if we had a few more hours in the day to get everything done that we need to, we'd be less stressed. But the thing isn't that we need more hours in the day. It's that we need more day in our hours, meaning we need to get rid of the things that are stealing our time. And we all have them. We all know them. We don't have to play games that, you know, we really don't have time. We just have to get rid of the stuff that doesn't, that shouldn't be prioritized or shouldn't be taking up so much of our time. And so if you need more help on these methods and how you can incorporate some of these things to help alleviate stress, I want you to reach out to me because this is something that I can kind of nerd out on that we don't have time for today. Um, The second thing that I want to talk about is self-compassion. You know, all throughout this journey, you're going to be met with both good days. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have days and weeks where you feel like you're doing extremely well. And then you're going to have days where you feel like it is falling apart. And this is sometimes a part of the process, but know that with each failure, every time you mess up, that every time you fall apart, every time you feel like you crash and burn, you're actually getting a step closer to where you want to go. So don't give up. And I know that sounds counterintuitive that like failure is actually a part of the process. It's written into the script because here's the thing is as you start to rise and you start to elevate towards these higher levels of success, you're reading, you're reaching new like set points or new discoveries of 
what's possible for yourself. And then when you fail, you remember that point that you once got to. And so you want to do what you can to get back up to that level. Hey, you guys just wanted to come on here really quick and extend a massive thank you for being a supporter and listener of the High Powered Podcast in 2023. And because we are so grateful for you, we want to extend an invitation and provide an exclusive offer into next month's Holistic Fitness Challenge, which is Mary Fitness. Now, next month, we're going to be doing all kinds of awesome things. We're going to have a 30-day advent calendar that has affirmations and daily challenges in order to keep you healthy and fit during the holiday season. But we're also going to be discussing the power of belief and how that helps us achieve our goals. We're going to talk about how you can unwrap your gift that you're called to share with the world and discovering what your true purpose and calling is in life. We're going to talk about all kinds of great things. I've got bonus PDFs and worksheets and guides that I'm going to be offering. And so we would love for you to be a part of this program. So here's what you got to do. Go to www.chaseinspires.com slash fitmas. That's F-I-T-M-A-S. And when you get to the checkout, use the code podcast 20. That's going to give you 20% off of next month's fitness challenge where I'm also going to be giving you over three different training plans to use. It's going to come with a ton of bonus materials to help you get right with your nutrition and your mindset. And so once again, that's www.chaseinspires.com slash fitness. Use code podcast 20. We hope to see you in there. Now let's get back to the show. You know, it's like Ralph Waldo Emerson once said, he said, the mind once stretched never returns to its original dimensions. And what he means by that is once you start to realize there's a different way to live, there's a different way to experience life, there's different levels that you can actually achieve. Once you realize that, then you want to experience that. And it's really hard for you to accept the fact that, no, I'm just going to stay here where I'm at. It's why people who maybe they've lost, you know, 50 or 100 pounds and maybe they've gained it back, they beat themselves up a little bit, right? Because they want to get back to that place. They want to get back to that place that they know is possible for them. And that's why it's important to have compassion for yourself during these times. Self-compassion is a cornerstone in the journey to improve health and nutrition. It involves treating yourself with the same kindness and understanding that we would offer to a friend. In the context of health and nutrition, self-compassion is essential because it helps individuals move away from uh, from self-criticism and guilt associated with dietary choices. And instead, it encourages a forgiving and nurturing attitude that promotes resilience and positive motivation. You know, when we're kind to ourselves, we're more likely to make sustainable and balanced decisions regarding our nutrition. Self-compassion acknowledges that we're all human and that setbacks are a part of the process. By fostering self-compassion, we build a more supportive and healthy relationship with food where we prioritize well-being, self-care, and self-love as essential components of our journey toward improved health. And so, you know, going back to somebody who maybe they've, you know, lost 50 pounds, but they gained it right back, self-compassion is critical for them because you can get into that, that, that self-criticism, that that um, that being upset, you know, that guilt, all of these things that get associated with, you know, maybe life got um, control of you or, you know, you ended up falling back to old patterns, whatever it may be, these things can start to kind of just like rot away at you. However, when you have this self-compassion, and we've even talked about this before with this process, is that 
like it says, you know, or like we said, it's, it's going to encourage a more forgiving and nurturing attitude that promotes resilience, getting back on your feet and getting back at it and positive motivation that's going to encourage you to keep going. When we're kind to ourselves, we're going to be more willing to make those uh, sustainable and balanced decisions. That way, you know, we give ourselves some grace, you know, and we need to do this because these, this making the balanced decisions like yesterday we just had thanksgiving however now that thanksgiving thanksgiving is over it's time to start prioritizing those healthy foods again and um you know uh not necessarily like digging back into all the leftovers because when we start doing that nonstop, that's when we start to think yeah you know what i just blew it forget it you know what i mean like we gotta have some of that self-compassion and the best way to maximize this method is to never feel guilty or punish yourself for falling off the path you know if you eat a whole sleeves of a whole sleeve of oreos when you say you were just gonna get two don't beat yourself up. Just know next time, hey, I need to be cautious of that and I need to be aware that like I want to do that. You know, and when you have that awareness, when you've failed like that before, you know where that setback is. That way the next time you see the sleeve of Oreo, ah, uh, last time I ate a whole thing, I'm only going to do just two, right? It, it, that's how you grow and you develop. However, if you ate the whole sleeve of Oreos, you deemed yourself a failure and you never tried again, that is when you actually lose, my friend. So remember, this is a process, and the most important part in this process is to love yourself through it all and never give up, right? Give yourself some grace and go at it again, right? Be resilient in this. That resilience is going to foster that positive motivation that says, all right, get back up. Let's go again. Remember, setbacks are part of the process. Love yourself and keep going. Part three is having a positive support system. You know, one of the biggest challenges for many in this process is they feel like they don't have a group of people around them to hold them accountable or support them in the process. I mean, support is huge, and it can be difficult to stay on the path if no one around you is on board. You know, there's been times where, you know, I work with people and their loved one just doesn't really care, you know, and that's fine. Like their loved one, that's not their goals. They don't have to do everything the way that you're doing it. However, for my loved ones who might be listening to this, support your spouse or your friend or your partner or whoever it is who's on that journey, you know, don't cause them to stumble. The reason that they're probably on this journey to begin with is because of you. Support them in this process. Don't just be eating the pizza in front of them. Not everybody's willpower is that strong. A positive support system is critical. So if this is you, you're listening, and you've got some goals to, you know, better your health in 2024, you want to maybe start really um, doing better with your food choices and, you know, uh, your your habits and all of these different things, that's awesome. I want you to start talking to your partner right now. Talk to your spouse right now about what you plan to do and have them have your back. Have them support you through this process to encourage you, to help you with the meal prep, to when you feel like staying at home, they say, no, you go to the gym and go do it. We'll be here. Let me handle the stuff at home. I got your back. You know, have that positive support system. I mean, a positive support system is instrumental when working to improve your health and nutrition. It provides encouragement, accountability, and motivation, making the journey more manageable and enjoyable. When you've got your family, your friends, and your community involved, it fosters this environment that makes healthier choices the norm. And that's what we really need to do is we need to make supporting each other 
we need to normalize that. We need to normalize eating healthy foods and exercising and lifting up each other in this process. You know, this support system, it can include a workout partner. It can it incorporate your colleagues. It can include your mentors or like we've been talking about your spouse, anybody who has like similar objectives or goals. Maybe these can be a part of your support system. When you have others to lean on and celebrate your successes with, it reduces feelings of isolation and increases our commitment to the long-term goal and your long-term well-being. A positive support system not only aids in achieving physical health goals, but it also enhances mental and emotional well-being, ultimately making the path to improve health and nutrition more sustainable and fulfilling. When you have a positive community, a support system that you can reach out to, who maybe they've been through the same thing that you're going through, it normalizes what you're experiencing. It makes the the issues that you're facing a lot more um real, you know, and it makes them a lot more achievable too, because somebody who you know, who may be a part of your support system can say, Hey, this is what I did to overcome this. Or, Hey, just continue to talk to me about it. Know that I got your back and I'm going to help you through this. You know, this is why we have, uh, incorporated an accountability group or mastermind into this program. That way you're always surrounded with a group of like-minded people on the journey. Those of uh, who are on this journey, they know what struggles you're going through, and they can speak life into your situation. And like I said earlier, it's important to get your immediate family on board and get them to help you with this journey. Explain to them why you feel it's important. And remember, your goals are not their goals, so you can't force them to eat healthy foods or anything. All you can do is lead by example. You know, Lead by example, lead the way. Let them see your results and your progress, and I promise you they will be willing to jump on. You know, I've got a good friend of mine. She has done bodybuilding shows or whatever you want to call it, you know, um, bikini shows and she is very much a high willpower type person like I mean she can just like stay on top of her diet no sweat at all while her husband eats like McDonald's or Dairy Queen or whatever it may be right junk food whatever it is and it doesn't really phase her however her willpower and her resilience to just be able to like heed the path and stay locked in it actually inspired him to want to get involved in this too right and so he's even being encouraged to like better his health and shape up and like do these different shows and stuff like that and that's what it's all about right like you know she always had the support system but also her willpower was strong where it didn't really bother her what he ate you know her, her goals are not his and she didn't like um, discriminate or hate him for what he was doing right but by the same token, because she stuck with it and she got great results and he saw that passion cultivated in her and encouraged him to want to do the same. In most cases, the family is always open to doing things to better their health and they want to be supportive. Oftentimes, they just don't understand. And so we have to be able to share the information and clue them in on why we're doing it and what the process entails, right? Hey, I'm doing this because like I love you. I want to have more energy for our friends and our family and our kids. And I just want to, you know, I want you to think I'm beautiful or I'm handsome or whatever it is. So that's why I'm doing this. And this is what it entails. Like I'm going to have to meal prep a couple of times, like uh, a week. I'm going to have to go to the gym several times. Like I would love for you to be a part of that. This can be a bonding experience, a, an opportunity of growth. And you may actually find that this creates a stronger support system, not just with your health and fitness, but in all areas of life within your marriage or within your, your social support group, whatever it is. And so this can be critical. 
you know, I may have shared this in the program, but whenever Haley and I were first dating, like when we first started dating, like, I mean, we're going out to eat all the time. We're eating junk food, eating candy, drinking soda, right? And like, I had spent a good portion of my time before we started dating, really locking in my health. And so I asked her one day, I said, hey, would you ever be interested in doing like a 30-day clean eating challenge with me? And she was like, yeah, sure. Like she was 100% supportive and on board for what I wanted to do. And so we go to the store, we get all this healthy food. She brings it to my house and she's like, all right, you're cooking it because like I don't know what I'm doing, you know? And so like it was on me, like it was my idea, my challenge. I had to prepare the food and I cooked it. However, she was on board with me. And after that 30-day challenge, not only did we both feel and experience completely different results, but it laid the framework for our relationship to continue to build moving forward because she supported me in that little thing that I wanted to do. I always want to make sure that I support her in that as well. Not only that, but that clean eating has spilled over. Like we never stopped doing that challenge. We continue to, you know, eat healthy, high quality foods in our life. Yes, of course we have like Thanksgiving and we go out to eat all the time and that kind of stuff. We find that balance, but nonetheless, our child is now experiencing the benefits of us deciding to do um, a 30 day clean eating challenge. He's experiencing the benefits of that in his life because Haley agreed to be a strong support system for me and a challenge that I wanted to do. And so, you know, I hope that kind of encourages you today. I hope you can use some of the stuff that we've talked about, but this wraps up part four of the emotional wellness portion of the mindful nourishment portion of this course. So hope you enjoyed it and I look forward to seeing you in part five. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the High Power Podcast. Listen, if you enjoyed it, I would love for you to subscribe to the show, leave us a review, share it on social media, do something to help us get the word out about this show. Also, if you want to learn more about programs just like the Grateful Gains portion, or if you want to learn more about the Grateful Gains Challenge and you want to be involved in something like a holistic fitness program, then I want you to go to www.chaseinspires.com slash Fitness. We're about to launch our 30-day holistic health program for the holidays called Merry Fitness, and I think you're going to love it. We're going to have all kinds of fun stuff going on. We're going to talk about the power of belief. We're going to talk about unwrapping your gifts and how you can share them with the world. We've got a 30-day advent calendar that's got fitness challenges and holiday challenges. That way you can get in all of your fun, festive stuff and stay healthy the whole time. So I would love for you to be a part. So go ahead and check that out. And once again, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to the show. It means so much to me and I can't wait to see you on the next episode.